Today's daf is daf Lamed Beis, page 32. We're up to Tana Rabbanon, three lines from the top of the page. All right, all the place. All in favor, say aye. Yeah, anybody need help over here? Three, three lines from the top of the page. Beautiful. Okay, so we're on the daf. And we've got a lot of ground to cover. Today's daf is going to focus on the immersions, the tvilos, as well as the kiddush yadayim v'raglayim that the Kohen had to perform by, when doing the Avaidah. Particularly, we said that on Yom Kippur, it was five tevilos and ten kiddush yadayim v'raglayim. We also came out yesterday on Amr Beis. We explained that really kiddush yadayim v'raglayim, even though it seems to be a little bit less of, of a uh, kadosh creator, we'll call it, than, uh, than mikvah is actually an incorrect perspective. The Kiddush Daim Raglaim is Ma'akev, the Avoda. That was for sure, right? We ended off yesterday explaining that, that uh, nine Kiddush Daim Raglaims are completely agreed upon. The only thing argued upon is what was the first Kiddush Daim Raglaim and the, the tenth one. Did it come first or did the tenth one come last? Everybody agreed that there absolutely needed to be Kiddush Daim Raglaim. All right, that's for sure. So here we go. Tonu Rabbonon. That's going to be the focus on the whole Amad Aleph and Amad Beis is, uh, is explaining the five Tvilos, when exactly they happened, and the ten washings of the hands and feet. And on the, towards the bottom half of Amad Beis, we're going to get into the actual Shechita of the Kohen Gadol. Remember, we learned in the Mishnah that the Kohen Gadol would do the minimum amount needed for the Shechita, and then somebody else would finish that Avodah the Gemara will start talking about that, and depending on the time, either we'll start that sugya or we'll pick up from that sugya tomorrow. But uh, let's uh, so let's get going. That's the introduction. All right. Zog the Gemara turn up on the rabbis. Learn so shuwi bar nelayomayid aren't came to layomayid lamahuba. Why is he coming to layomayid over here? It's talking about the 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 kain gadol coming back. After he completed the main Avaidah, why is he coming back? Let me explain. Let's pause for a minute. Pause. On Yom Kippur, we know the Kain Gadol wore special Yom Kippur garments, special Yom Kippur clothing. They were made out of white linen. Did he only wear white linen on Yom Kippur? No. The Kain Gadol wore white linen when doing the Yom Kippur avodah. Any avodah that was special for Yom Kippur was done in linen garments. But any regular avodah, for example, the Karbon HaTamid, which is done daily, even though it was Yom Kippur, he wore his regular Shemayin HaBagadim. He wore his regular eight, uh, eight uh, garments. Okay? For that part of the avodah. So... What happened was, is that the Kayin Gado would start out wearing his golden garments by the carbon atomic. Then he would do the Yom Kippur Avaida, which was the, the carbon of the, the Musuf and the Ketires, the Sar Lashem, Sar Lazazel. We know that was all special for Yom Kippur. There was then the regular carbon Ayla that he would bring for a Kapara that he wore the Shemayin Begadim for. And then here's where we're catching up from in our Brysa. Ready? He then went back into the Kaidah Shakadoshim to remove 
the pan that the Keteres that he set up beforehand was burning on. So in other words, you understand what happened? He shakted the carbonate Talmud first, standard Avaidah. Then he did the Yom Kippur Avaidah. He walked away from the Yom Kippur Avaidah to do a regular Ayla. And then he came back to remove the pan from the Yom Kippur Ayla. The Gemara here is asking, Lama Huba, what's going on? He left, he came back. Why didn't he just stay? Like, what's going on? You know why he came back to take the pen that the Keteris was burning on. And really the entire parsha of Yom Kippur is set in order, except for this Pasuk, because this Pasuk is listed before the Ayol, before the Ram, and really it took place after the Ram. All right, now the, now the question is, if everything else um, was, uh, was in order, why Taka did the Kain Gadol Again, do the carbon Musaf, do the Ketairas, go back to regular Avaida, and now return to Yom Kippur. Why did he break it up? Amar of Chista. Of Chista says, Gemiri, we have a Mesorah. We have a Mesorah, it's passed down. Halach l'mash misinai. Chameish tevilois v'asara kedushin toivokai ngodlu makadosh b'bayayim. The reason why we know he had to do that. Now, we're not getting into the reason. The reason, if you want to know, like, the Svara why, the logic why, the Kohen Gadol left after the Gadol is because he didn't want to make the, the nation worried. If he stayed in too long in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, people are going to think he's the next scoundrel who, uh, who bought the position of Kohen Gadol and he's not coming out alive. So what he did was, he did the Yom Kippur Avaidah, he left the Kodesh HaKadoshim to show that everything's beseder, everything's fine, and then he went back in. But be it as it may, that's the Svara, that's the logic. But be it as it may, for that Svara, the Gemara is also pointing out, we have a Halach Lomash Misinai that you needed five Tzvilos and ten kiddush adayim v'raglayims u'mekadish bayim that he did on Yom Kippur v'ika sidron and if it would be following the regular order and he wouldn't have left and then gone back in so we would be missing tevilos in other words because he never would have changed out of his clothing and this is leading going to segue us to the next sugya very interesting that uh, let, let's read this next line v'ika sidron le'mishkachos ha'alashalish tevilos v'shisha kedushin it's going to come out that there were only three tevilos and six Okay, so now let's just pause for a moment and understand what we just said because this is going to be a beautiful segue. All right, this is going to be a beautiful segue for the rest of the uh, the rest of the sugya on the on Amud Aleph and on to Amud Beis. And that is like this: one thing we need to keep in mind is we've been understanding there's two different sets of garments. That, that the Kohen Gadol does the Avoda in on Yom Kippur. Anything that's miyuchad for Yom Kippur got white linen. Anything that's not miyuchad was golden. Was the Shemayin Begad. Okay. Now, the Kohen, the Kohen Gadol, would go to the mikvah every time he changed his clothing. Which to us also means every time he changed his avayda. Understand? Because it's really, the two things are really the same. Because he would interchange in between. Now, what the Gemara is saying here is, if he would not have left from the Ketores, the special Yom Kippur avayda, gone to the aisle and come back, in other words, he changed for the ram, then change back into the white. Gemara is saying you're going to end up missing Tvilos 
and Kiddush Adayim Baraglayim, because he's never going to have changed out of his garments. He's going to just conquer all those of those who can keep her together. From the fact that we split it up and we say, we know there's five Tzilas, we know there's ten Kiddush Adayim Baraglayim, it must be that he changed out of his clothing, uh, out of his linen clothing, went to do the, the daily ram, the, not the he went to do the, ram, the, the standard ram, we'll call it, the standard idol, and then change back in, immediately you have the extra changings, and that's how we're going to get to five tefillos and ten kiddush daim raglimes, because that's what he did every time he changed. Period. Okay. This discussion of five and ten is now going to be the focus of, of uh, the Gemara is going to try to get into what the source for this is. Right now we've taken that it's a premise that this, this is the halacha. Right? This is the halacha. Says the Gemara, all right, is there any psukim that let us know about the Tvilas and the Kiddush Daim Raglaim? So here we go. We're going to find a couple of different sources. Source number one. Tani, we learned in the Bray Summer of Yudah Yudah says, Minayim l'cham yishvilas v'asar kedush yanyu, there's ten going to the Mikvahs and ten kiddush daim v'aglayim shtoyv l'kayin gadol v'kadosh v'aglayim shtoyv l'kayin gadol v'kayin 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 you learn from here that anytime you change from Avaida to Avaida, he needs a new Tvila because we say he went from the inside to the outside. That's why he did the Avaida. So every time you change, uh, another Tvila, Kiddushadayim Raglayim, is needed. That is the opinion of Rev Yehuda in the Bryce. Okay? And that's going to be the source of, of uh, the necessity of five Tvilas and ten Kiddushadayim Raglayim. Omar Rebbe, Rebbe gives a different reason. And he says like this, What's going to be another source that for five and ten? The wear white linen. And the pants should be directly on his body. He should, he should tie up his belt. And he should cover his head with his turban, with his hat. Big day, These are holy garments. And he washes his body in water and then gets dressed. You see from here, you see all the begotten are compared to each other. Okay? Which the Gemara soon is going to explain to us what do you mean all of the begotten are compared to each other? Everything's big day kaidashem. Everything's big day kaidash, whether it's the shred begotten, whether it's the white linen. It's all connected to each other. Okay. If you're not sure what this means, this last line of Hukshu Kal Bagadam Kulan Zalazat, good. Let's hold off and the Gemara will clarify this for us. Okay. Now, as we move along in the Brysa, the Brysa is going to tell us the, the various avodos that were done in Yom Kippur. We already spoke this out, but let's read this inside. Tamid shall shachar, the big days of. The regular Tamid, he wore the golden garments. Why? Not special for Yom Kippur. Okay? The Kongadol started his day 
with the golden garments for the Talmud Shoshach. Avaidah Sayyim Vigdilab, and then he went, he did Avaidah Sayyim, Kteris, the the Karbonus, sorry, Lazazo. That was in Big Day Love. White linen. That's Avaidah number two. Number three, Eloi Be'ela on the Big Day Zav. His ram and the ram of Kla Yisro. The fourth Avaidah, Kaf, Umach, on the Big Day Love. To remove the pen that the Gzairus was burning on. That was again for Yom Kippur. So that was with Big Day Lava. Talmud Shabbat Shalom, but Big Day Zav. In the afternoon, Talmud is back to Big Day Zav. Why? Because that was done daily. Again, it's not special for Yom Kippur. And how do I know that um, now that I know there's five Avodas and you have to go to the mikvah, immerse yourself for each Avodah, how do you know that there was two Kiddush Shadayim Baraglayims every time he went to the mikvah. Okay, that's why the five immersions and the ten washings, the hands and feet. Just like in a place, meaning on a daily basis, where going to the mikvah is not obligated me daraisa ton Kiddush, the Kahanim always need to Kiddush Shadayim Baraglayim. Kiddush Shadayim Raglayim was crucial for Avayt in the Beis HaMikdash. Makam Shtom Tvila, in a place where Tvila is needed. Over here in Kippur, where you're changing back and forth. Ain't a din Shadon Kiddush. How much more so do you need Kiddush Shadayim Raglayim? Now we learned this yesterday, right? If a, if a Kayin shows up to the Beis HaMikdash first thing in the morning, and he knows he's Tahar, and he's supposed to go to the Mikvah, but he doesn't. We said, Okay. Lamaisa we pass like Rabbi Yehuda, the Kolbaseder. However, even though he didn't go to the mikvah, and we said that's Baseder, it's not Baseder if he didn't do Kiddush Dan Raglaim. Kiddush Dan Raglaim is a must. So Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon is saying, let's make a Gav On a regular day where you don't need Tvila in a mikvah to Kiddush, you certainly need Kiddush Dan Raglaim. So on Yom Kippur, where it is needed, certainly you should need Kiddush Dan Raglaim. And that Mimele, you're need 10. Maybe on a daily basis we only need one Kiddush, Afghan Kiddush Echad. So on Yom Kippur as well, we should say five going to mikvahs and five Kiddush Dayim Baraglayim. Talmud Lema, the Pesach says, It was wearing the clothing, uh, he removes the clothing that he was wearing. Okay? Now what does it mean that he was wearing? Of course he was wearing it. You don't have to say, Asher Lavash. You can't get undressed unless you're wearing something. If we're adding in these words, it must be it's coming to teach us a chiddush and to connect pshita, the removing of garments, to levisha, to getting dressed. And we're going to say, just like when you get dressed, just like when you get dressed, and you put on your garments, every time you take it off, so the since there's five swaps of clothing, Five avoid this, five changes of clothing. So, and each one you're going to need to have a Kiddush Daim Raglayim. When you take it off, you put it back on, boom. Hence, we have um, ten times that we wash our hands and feet. All right. All right. Here we go. Let's pause for station identification. All right, let's pause for a moment. Here we go.
the Gemara now is going to take us back to the two previous opinions that we had earlier on the daf. Previously on the daf, we learned that there are uh, two, the Brysa lists two, uh, we, we had two Tanoim who bring sources for ten Kiddush Adayim Raglayim. We had Rav Yehuda, who says from Uba Aaron Aloyomayiru Pashat as Big Day Habad. Okay, every time you change from one Avaidu to the next, you need to do an immersion. And then we had the opinion of Rabbi that, um, and uh, all the garments are compared to each other, right? Those were the, the two opinions. We're now going to get into these two opinions. So here we go. Omar Rabbi Yehuda. We're now about eight lines from the bottom of Laman Bezabrah. So far, quote from what we said. Okay, also, continuing the quote. Now we're going to ask on this quote. One second. We find that when you change from your white linen special Yom Kippur garments to the golden garments, that there needs to be special Kiddush Yadayim Veraglayim, because why? He says you remove the... Garments that's in the key. Whenever you're removing the linen to put on the gold, however, if you're putting when you're taking off the gold to put on the linen, who says the key Me big days of the big day love of me And how do you know that you need to uh, you need to wash up? So, turn to top of the base. Here we go. They taught in the yeshiva of Rabbi Yishmael. He says, I'll tell you, listen. The regular garments that the Kangala wears on a daily basis, is he allowed into the Kaidash HaKadoshim? Is he allowed into the Holy of Holies? Absolutely not. Okay? Still, we say, before putting on the golden garments, after taking off the linen, to Antvila, you're going to have to go to the Mik. You're going to have to Kiddush Daim Raglan. Big day lover. So if you're changing from gold to white now, that you're allowed to go into the Kaddish certainly you should go to the Mik. Right? Makes sense. Here, it look, kind of looks like you're being Mailam Bakaydish. Okay? You're going up in holiness. When you're going up in holiness, isn't that a greater reason to go to the Mikvah? Enters the Gemara, beautiful idea. You know something, says the Gemara? You're right that the white garments are the only garments that allow you to go into the Holy of Holies and therefore it is holy. However, the big day Zav atones for the Jewish people more often. On a standard basis. But atones for Klai Yisrael more often. And therefore maybe that is a higher level of Kedusha. Rather, we're following the opinion, the, the second opinion that we brought down, the opinion of Rebbe. This Gemara is so so fascinating. You know why? Because the Gemara is bringing out two viewpoints. Both of them are very true. And as Yidin, we have to know how to balance it. You know, we have the special white garments of Yom Kippur. We say, oh, something that's so rare. Yeah, not a so rare Yehuda, but uh, something that's so rare. It's very uncommon. Is that Chashuv? Does that give it importance? Diamonds are valuable because they're not common. Right? By mitzvahs, 
very often we give chashivas to something when it's less common. It's not necessarily true. It could be true because things that are Kaddish we know are kept private, right? It's not, it's not always brought out. At the same time, oxygen is important, therefore HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes it readily available. Water is important, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes it readily available. Things that are important are readily available. The bracha of Shehakol Niyabed Varai, people don't think about it because it's such a common bracha, but maybe that is like oxygen. Just because we don't think about it doesn't mean it's not, a, it's not chashuv. Oxygen is crucial, right? It's just always out there. So that's the Gemara showing these flip sides. You have the, uh, one way to view this is you have the golden garments that are mechaper on a daily basis. Maybe that gives it more chashivas over the white linen. Or maybe the white linen is more chashuv because it, uh, you know, it allows a person to go into the holiest area on the holiest day of the year. So maybe that itself signifies something special and precious about it. Um, so the Gemara goes for this pircha, goes for this uh, conversation, this discussion, and therefore it says, you're right, Rabbi Yehuda is not going to be a good source. We're going to follow the opinion of Rabbi, period. Okay. Now, let's reiterate what was Rabbi's opinion of how we know there are five tvilos and ten kiddush yadayim v'raglayim. So Amar Rabbi, Rabbi says, Menayim l'chami shvilos v'asar kedushin. No, there's five and ten. Tamar says that he should wear his his hat. Okay, that uh, anybody that because it says Right, you put on you, you put this on, and then he washes himself. In I'm sorry, he yeah he washes himself in the mikvah, and only then does he put it on. So you learn from here. But every time you, st- you move from one Avedah to another Avedah, you need Tefillah. Ashram, Big Dezog, the Big Dezog. So it's the same question we had before. Over there, you go to the Mikvah before putting on the white linen. In Big Dezog, the Big Dezog, how do you know you need to go to the Mikvah before putting on the golden garments? Same conversation, just the opposite way. So said, okay, so... You could view it either way. Again, you could view that the golden garments are better or the white linen garments are better. So Mora says, you're right. Tainu de Katani, Mimela, it says, Va'imer big day kaydesh heim. These are holy vessels. Varachat, Bamayim es And he washes his flesh in water, ulevesham, and he puts them on. Okay? So you see from here, big day kaydesh Any time. We had a question. Maybe it's only when you're putting on white. So the Gemara, no. Anytime you're putting on a kaidesh garment, whether it's white, whether it's gold, you are going to be obligated in going to the mikvah. Okay? And that's the answer. Again, we said, how do you know? Uh, you only know when you put on white. How do you know you even put on gold? There it says, anything that's big de kaidesh. Anything big de kaidesh needs tevila prior to it. Beautiful. Okay. Very good. Period. Now, let's go to the next part of the b'risa that we mentioned, which was the order of the tvilos. No, I'm sorry, the order of the avaydas. Right, there's five avaydas in Kippur. We start with the standard karbon hatamid shal shachar big days of. That's done in a regular, uh, that's a daily thing, a daily avaydas. So that's done in golden garments. Avaydas hayayim, and then the avaydas hayayim, the musaf, the, the kataires, um, 
the big day lavan. Also the sar lazazel. Eloi ve'el ha'am the big day And then his ram, chatos, and the chatos for Klai was done back in gold. Kafu mach the big day lavan. Going back into the Kaddish HaKadoshim to take out the, the pan and the ladle is back to the special Yom Kippur garments. Okay, that was again recording the brisa that we mentioned earlier. Now says the Gemara, "Hi, b'tvilaksiv." One second. This pasuk where we say "varachat es besare b'mayim" is telling us that you need a complete dip in the mikvah. Okay. We're not dealing with Kiddush Adayim Veraglayim. Our, our question was, how do you know that you need, they, they need to wash up before doing each Avaida? Over here, you're telling me you got to do a complete mik, but it's not, maybe you need to go to the mikveh. How do you know you got to do Kiddush Adayim Veraglayim? There's no mention of that in the Pasuk. The Gemara says, oh, I'll tell you, okay? I already know about mikveh. I already know about mikveh because it says, Big day kaidish and every time you put on big day kaidish, anytime you change, you're gonna to have to go to the mikvah. So why does it mention it over here? It must be telling us for kiddush daim raglaim. kiddush. So the Torah should write it more that the it says what is it? Verachat as besorei b'mayim ulevesham. It seems to go to the mikvah. The Torah should have written with different words, more like you're you're being mekadesh, your body. So Gemara says hakomashlan betila kikiddush. The reason the Torah specifically did it like this to teach us that Kiddush Adayim Raglam, the washing of the hands and feet, is like immersing yourself in the mikvah. How so? Ma Kiddush Makam Kaddish. Just like the Kiddush Adayim Raglam is done in a holy place, so too the Tvila should be done in a mikvah that is in a holy place. Okay? Now, as opposed to the, the like we said previously, the first thing in the morning, he was allowed to go to the mikvah right outside his room. But after that, it was by the base apart. Okay. The um, Rebbe Yehuda. And, and uh, according to Rebbe Yehuda, Kiddush Menolev. How does he know Kiddush Yadayim Veraglayim? Because he learns it out from Upashat Verachatz. How does he know Kiddush Yadayim Veraglayim? Nafklaim is Rebbe Reb Shimon. He learns it out from Rebbe Shimon, who again said we don't need a Pasuk because we have a Kal Vachaymer that if you're going to go to the mikvah, um, if you're gonna, I'm sorry, if you're going to wash up, um, uh, if you're going to wash up between uh, one Avaidah to another, you're just going to do it every time because of, because of the added words, the extra words of that the Kayan removes the garments, he removes the garments that he was wearing. Why didn't he tell me Asher Lavash? It's coming to include any type of garment. Okay, period. Gaval. Amr of Chister of Chister says, Rebbe, this opinion of Rebbe does not follow the opinion of Rameir and also does not follow the opinion of the Rabban. Now, let's start with the second. Okay? It's not following the opinion of the Rabbanon. The Rabbanon say that the Kayingado does Kiddush Dayan Braglam while. He's wearing his clothing. The Ihu Amar Kishu Paishim Mekadish. Rebbe seems to say that first he takes off his clothing and then he does Kiddush Yadayim Veraglayim. 
Okay? Because what does it say in the Pasuk? Uposhat Espegoda Verochat. Right? First you remove your garments and then you're washing. Umafka made Rameir, and also it doesn't seem to apply like Rameir. Rameir says that it's by the later, uh, uh, the end, Kiddush that he does while he's still dressed. All the way at the end, and again, Rebbe says only Kishahu Paishin. Okay, Rebbe agrees that the, for, uh, Rebbe will agree, unlike the Rabbonon, Rameir will agree, I'm sorry, that of the first Kiddush Yadayim was done first thing when he showed up, but he's still going to say, that uh, you're wearing your clothing by the second Kiddush, Yadayim Baraglayim. So be it as it may, says Rav Chista, the opinion of Rebbe is not following either one, uh, either a mayor or the Rabbanon. Again, why? Because Rebbe holds that the Kiddush, Yadayim Baraglayim was done when the coin was already changing and he was out of his clothing. Amr Vachavar, Yaakov Vachavar, Yaakov says, Everybody's going to agree by the second Kiddush, Yadayim Baraglayim, Shalai Veshva Achar Kach that he first put on the next set of clothing for the next Avaidah. He undressed, put on the next set of clothing needed, and then did Kiddush Daim Everybody agrees that once we're at the second, in between the first and second Avaidah, that that's what happened. My time. Huh? It says, or when they come close, when they start to approach, well, guess what? Um, only somebody who's, who's, uh, hasn't yet approached, and that's it, can't approach. Okay? But over here, if he, wouldn't be, if he wouldn't be dressed, then he's not only lacking approaching, he's also missing on his clothing. Okay? And Mamela, he has to first be, uh, be dressed, and then, uh, and then approach. Rav Acha B'Ed Rav says to Rav Ashi, you should know, Loi Rav Chista, Islay the Rav Acha, Rav Chista is also not agreeing with, uh, with Rav Acha. But Loi Rav Acha, Islay the Rav Chista, the Imkain, the Rebbe, Havalei Chamesar, Kiddushin, according to him, by Rebbe, you're going to end up with 15 Kiddush Yodayim Veraglayim, because you're going to have the original uh, five, the five Avaidis, Plus, uh, five avaydas means that there's ten kiddush yadayim veraglayims, okay? And on Yom Kippur, we know that the Kain Gadol was Makadish himself also while he was not wearing clothing in between his changes. So according to Rav Acha, he's going to say that, that uh, not only you're going to have to do kiddush yadayim veraglayim uh, for each avayda, but you're going to need a second Kiddush Yadayim Veraglayim as well after you put on the new baguette. So according to him, you're going to have the two for each Avaidah plus each Avaidah is going to need an additional Kiddush Yadayim Veraglayim once the clothes are put back on. Five immersions and 15. So Ravach is also not following the opinion of of uh, Ravach. is not following the opinion of Chizim. Ravach is not following the opinion of Ravach. Okay. Two dots. Here we go. Here we go. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. That's the end of that sugya. And now we tackle, we start to tackle the, uh, the next Gemara. Fascinating Gemara. Again, let's remind ourselves of the Mishnah. So if we look back 
um, if we look back to our Mishnah, the Mishnah had taught us on the on Lamed Aleph on the days. That the Mishnah said, "Hevilos atomid." This is the third line of the Mishnah. Right? They brought the kain gadol the carbon atomid. Karatzo, he made a little cut, enough for it to be a kosher shechita, and then another kohen completed the avida while the kohen gadol caught the blood. As I like the Mishnah says, the Gemara. Hevilos atomid karatzo. They brought the carbon atomid and. He started the Iker Shechita, the main Shechita. My Kratze, what does Kratzo mean? Amar Ula, Lishna de Ketalahu. It means he kills it. Amar, Rav Nachmar Yitzchak, Rav Nachmar Yitzchak says, Micra, where does he get this from? Egla, Yefei Pia. There is a very nice calf. Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim is compared to a very nice calf. Keretz mitzafayin ba ba. And Keretz is coming, coming mitzafayin from the north. My mashma, what in the world is going on in this pasuk? Kedimetagim Rabbi Yosef, Malka yoi have Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim was a beautiful kingdom. It's a beautiful kingship, beautiful kingdom. Amamim ketoilim. Mitzifuna yesei Allah. But there were bad people, Kitailin Kittel is to kill, who came from Mitzfainen, from the north, and uh, basically conquered uh, Mitzrayim and took down Mitzrayim. Okay. So you see from over here that the word in the Mishnah, which says Kratzo, Kratzo is referring to killing. Kratzo become. So how much of a cut to kill did the Kayin Gadol make before he handed over the knife and went to catch the blood? How much did he have to cut? Amar Ula Baraib Shnayim. Ula says he's got to do Raiv, he's got to do majority of the trachea and esophagus. V'chein Amar of Yechnan Baraib Shonim. Yechnan agrees. You got to cut the majority of the trachea and esophagus. V'af Rishlokesh Savar Baraib Shnayim. Rishlokesh agrees with that, and when it says that um, the majority of one of the simonim, one of the signs, okay, referring to the trachea and esophagus, the when you when you do majority the rav of one of them kamayu lama shaninu, why does it say rav echad ba'ayf rav shnayim b'mehima? You have to cut majority of one one pipe in a bird and majority of two in a animal. Why do you got to say it like that? Okay. So says the Gemara, the Fisha Shaninu, because we learned in our Mishnah, they brought the carbon atomid to the Kain Gadol. And he did a Shechita, he, he, he slid it, right? he, um, he cut its neck, he did a Shechita. Umerik, and he uh, cut its and, and uh, he squeezed out the blood. And he did Kabbalah Saddam, accepted the blood, and sprinkled the blood. I might think, I might think 
that if he didn't cut the proper amount, it's going to be puzzle because uh, unless you cut a rive, it's not going to be a valid carbon. Says the Gemara, what do you mean? What do you mean? I would think that lo merik if he didn't uh, if he didn't cut it properly it would be possible. Uh, what, what are you talking about? Of course, it's not valid because if the kain gadol did not do the proper shechita and then he runs away and another kain does the shechita, he runs away to do the blood, catch the blood. Another kain completes the shechita. Well, then the kain gadol never shechted it in the first place because he never cut the right amount for it to be a shechita. And therefore, he's not doing the avaida. Vitanya, and we learned in the price. The So if the kain gadol didn't slip majority of the of the simanim, of course, it's not going to be valid. Not only because it's not a valid shechita, but because if it's not a valid shechita, there's no avaida done by the kain gadol. Says the Gemara, This is what we mean to say. Yachol, I would have thought yehi posel midrabbanon. I would have thought that if the Kayin Gadol did not shecht most of it, he shechts part of it, and then another Kayin ends up shechting the amount to make it part of it, I would say it's at least Kadosh Midra Bonon, because the Kayin Gadol took part in the Avaida. Okay? That's what I, I would have thought. Therefore, says the Gemara, top of tomorrow's daf, the Kachshaninu, therefore, it teaches us in the Mishnah, Raiv Echad Ba'ayf, Raiv Shnayim Be'behemah. That it's enough um, that uh, that that uh, if he if he um, what's it called and he you know gets the, the nail in the back of the neck for the bird all you need is one simon and for both pipes of an animal it's going to be kosher okay so you see that if it's not cut according to the majority the whole carbon atomid is not going to be valid on Yom Kippur. Last two steps for today. Says the Gemara. One second. If the Kain Gadol does not cut the majority, okay? Um, so, I'm sorry, just the opposite. Now that we're saying that even midrabbanon, there's not going to be a problem of the of the kain gadol lamali lemarik. So why do we even say? You ready for this? Why are you even giving the knife to the other kain to do what? You already did the shechita. If we have to be dealing with the kain gadol doing a majority, so he did the majority. Now he's going to go catch the blood. Why is he passing off the knife to another kain to complete it? It's completed. Why does another kaya now have to be involved and and do a further incision? And for the Gemara Mitzvah Lamari. You're right. It would have been a valid Abayda anyway. It would have been a valid Shita. However, it's a mitzvah Lamari. It's the proper thing to do. It's the proper thing to do, Rashi explains, because then more dam comes out, there's more blood that comes out, and more blood that comes out, there's more, you know, uh, the, the more mitzvah there is, there's more blood to catch. So on and so forth. But really, the like we explained when we read the Mishnah, this is Mamish how we understood it. When the Kayin Gadol did the initial amount and he did the majority, at that time and place, at that moment right then, it was really a completely kosher avayda. Ah, so why is there another Kayin coming ahead and doing anything? Mitzvah. It's a mitzvah to complete it. Okay. 
We're going to hold it here for this evening and Be'ezer Hashem pick up tomorrow on Erev Shabbos um, at 12.15 p.m. We'll learn in the, early in the afternoon. All right, have a wonderful, wonderful evening.